Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to everybody this is the all city all nfl podcast that man baldy brian baldinger i'm anthony gargano call me cuts as we convene on this black friday uh baldy i know you had a great thanksgiving all over the nfl network let's take a quick recap of what happened yeah. yesterday and uh the shocker of all shockers the packers go into detroit spoil the thanksgiving party for the Lions. So here's the lesson that, you know, now that we're in this stretch run that started yesterday on Thanksgiving is records don't mean anything. Really. I mean, the Packers came in, they were four and six. Yeah, they beat the Chargers, but, you know, they were four and six and go nowhere. And here's the Lions, eight and two. Hey, could they compete with the Eagles, the 49ers? Where are they? And they got to hand it to them. The Packers look like a first place team because they executed, they won the line of scrimmage. And so don't be fooled by records. you got to look at these teams and how they're playing. The Packers are playing very good football right now. Jordan Love has thrown six touchdowns, hasn't turned the ball over, and he's thrown it to a bunch of kids. Tucker Craft, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson. I mean, anybody that thought this was just nothing about but rebuilding, you got to take a look at, at, at what and who Matt LaFleur is. Like, he outcoached Dan Campbell yesterday, I, in my mind. Like the game plan was solid. How they, how they, you know, were going to make sure Aiden Hutchinson wasn't going to beat him, and they doubled him and tripled him. And he's the one pass rusher they have. And they he were banged up. up. I mean, look, the Packers were a banged up football team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Well, you're right. So then, okay, so who played yesterday? Jonathan Owens started safety yesterday. He's the one that recovered that Rashawn Gary fumble for a touchdown. He led the team in tackles. You look at Valentine, who's playing corner for Jair Alexander. He had a good day out there on the edge. And so you just you, you just never really know. You know, you look at Carl Brooks forced to fumble in there at defensive tackle, uh, a rookie. So they got a chance to play, and they played together. Uh, Joe Barry had a great game plan. They got uh, Jared Goff off his spot. Uh, Rashawn Gary is uh, – you know, look, he, he, he's special to me. I, I've known that kid a long time. But, you know, he's from Patterson, New Jersey. He was a number one recruit in the country. Went to Michigan. First-round pick. Hurt last year. He's all the way back. You live, You give him a chance for one-on-ones, he's going to win. He got a hat trick yesterday, two forced fumbles. So the Packers are taking care of the football. The Lions aren't. The Packers are executing. They go into Detroit, where it was – Ford Field was rocking like never before. And, boy – I thought it was interesting, though, because honestly, like the Packers won the toss and instead of deferring, they took the ball. You know, they go downtown to Christian Watson, first play, 53 yards. Five plays later, they're in the end zone. They're up 7 nothing. They said, we believe in our offense. We believe in Jordan Love. And he was he was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. And no Aaron Jones on that offense as well. I mean, it's pretty astounding what they did. Luke Musgrave was out. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's one guy yeah. after another. So let me ask you about the lines for a second. So here's my question with them, because I, I think no doubt this is a talented group. My question is, are they ready for the spotlight? Are they ready to be a team, you know, that you, you're going to be, there's going to be pressure, like trying to win. I mean, they look like a team that, like, it was a little tight yesterday. They were tight offensively. Uh, I, I didn't think they executed, even from a coaching standpoint. You know, they had that fake, which I thought was at that point too soon. Uh, I, I, I thought that, you know, you have to wonder, are they a team that 
needs to relax. Can they handle the spotlight, especially since they're going to wind up in the running for the number one overall seed? Well, I think I think offensively they can be a very good football team, but I don't believe in them defensively um, to shut good offenses down. If they had to go against San Francisco, if they had to go against the Eagles, if they have to go against the Cowboys in the playoff game here, cause like, I don't believe that defense can shut you down. And so we're going to, um, in the next six or seven weeks, we're going to talk an awful lot about teams defenses and what they have and how they can keep the score down in the playoff game. I'm not sure Detroit is there yet. I mean, look, Jack Campbell and Brian Branch and Hutchinson, like they're all good young players. Kirby Joseph, um, they went out and got their corners last year but in, in free agency. But I don't know if that team right now can shut a good, really good offense down in a big spot. And if the offense is, is far behind like they were yesterday, can they come out of a crypt, come out of a hole, and come back on you? And yesterday they struggled to do that. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, are, you know, can, especially defensively, you know, can you believe in them? Can you count on them? Especially with these teams. I mean, you look at the top three teams in the NFC, Eagles, you know, have a terrific offense. The Cowboys, once again, showed you that they can explode on offense. And the Niners last night showed the same thing. So let's talk about Dallas. They got a, uh, they got a, a team in Washington that just saw Tommy DeVito throw three touchdown passes. Jack had guys open all day. It got ugly. You know, I mean, Jack could actually be an MVP candidate this year. Well, he leads the, t- he leads the league in touchdown passes right now. He's playing at a very high level. I think he's playing the best football he's ever played. You know, no, and everybody will say, well, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record, all that. But, you know, they came to Philadelphia on a Sunday night because Dak was good. The offense was good. Like, they couldn't cover C.D. Lamb in that game. They couldn't cover Jake Ferguson. The Eagles won the game. We'll give them credit for winning the game. Uh, But it wasn't because Dak didn't play well. He played well. And right now, he's the offensive line is protecting him. And when he does move, he's moving efficiently. We saw it yesterday. Third and 13, he can find Jalen Tolbert 30 yards down the field. Like, he's making good throws on the move. Uh, And you're seeing contributions from everyone. And then defensively, look, what Deron Bland is doing, I don't care who it's against. Like, nobody's ever done this before. When you've done something, this league's been around for 104 years. Nobody's ever done what Deron Bland has done. And so that I mean, that's a part of it. Micah Parsons is drawing triple teams. Jonathan Hankins is getting a sack. You know, like, they've got pieces there. Now, they're a little undersized, you know, at the linebacker spot, Marquise Bell, you know, and Clark. And so, you know, in a playoff spot, you know, can somebody pound the football at them? That's going to be the one question mark about this Cowboys defense. If they play with the lead and teams got to throw it, you're playing right into their hands. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I mean, you can see it. And, and they just they just explode on you, right? Like they can just – and it's funny how they just crush bad teams. Like when we talk about the – they don't just beat teams. They just, they just annihilate you. Well, I mean, but that's what – you know, that's what good teams are supposed to do. They're supposed to just finish them. Like, yeah. these games are finished in the third quarter. Like, they could take everybody out in the fourth quarter and a lot of these games, and it's not going to get any closer. And, you know, they're like, that's a part of why I like the Cowboys is they just finish off bad teams. They never let them hang around. Now, okay, they did lose the Cardinals. The Cardinals ran the ball really well on them. Like, they earned that win. But these bad teams, they don't let them hang around. They finish them off. And so that's a credit to how they attack, and they got the foot on the gas pedal, and they don't let them think that they can hang around. You know, even yesterday, yesterday it's 20 to 10 in the third quarter. You know, Washington's got a fourth and one. They convert the fourth and one. Who knows? Field goal, touchdown, one-score game. You know, they stuff them on fourth and one. You know, so, like, they're, they're winning the key downs right now. All right, let's talk defensively for the Cowboys. Uh, what are teams – it's funny – uh, I know that Michael Parsons hit you up, and uh, you talked about this, and you explained this on all these breakdowns, which is what teams are trying to do to take out to take Micah Parsons from the game by throwing two and three guys at him. And then Micah uh, said, "Yeah, it's getting worse and worse every week." Well, he also said it's a sign of respect, 
And at the end of the day, you know, he's got a ton of quarterback pressures and 11 and a half sacks and tackle for losses. And they just, the, the numbers keep piling up. So, but you know, what it does is like, you know, Washington's game plan was Mike is not going to beat us. Now he's still got home. He's still affected the throws, that kind of thing. But it's amazing to see like if Antonio Gibson was in the backfield yesterday, wherever Michael went, he went. And then the tackle was there or the tight end or the guard or the guard center and tackle. Like he got triple teamed no less than five or six times yesterday. But look, Jonathan Hankins got it two sacks yesterday. So, you know, you, you saw uh, yesterday where Oso Digazula had a really good game and he was there and Tank had a good game. So like other guys are eating and feasting. Um, you know, because of the attention that Mike is getting. But make no mistake, and we'll see it on Black Friday with Miami today and with the Jets. This league is fueled right now, cuz, by teams that have just beefed up their defensive lines. And they're putting their resources and their free agency and their money into the defensive line. And the teams that are doing that right now, Miami certainly has done it. Um, the teams that are doing that, it's paying dividends right now. Yeah, I, you can see it. Uh, now, you know, this time of the year, you see who's real, who's a Fugazi, as we like to say. And the, the Niners, once again, they go into Seattle, right? It's Thanksgiving night. It's a That's a huge, huge game. The crowd's fired up. I mean, look, Gino's going to try. He guts it out and play. And they just destroyed that team from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, they just came out. And they demoralized them. That defense, you know, Christian McCaffrey running all over them. I mean, wow. I mean, these Niners. This is this is three weeks in a row for San Francisco. Yeah. It started going down to Jacksonville. I mean, they've gone into two places. Jacksonville had won five in a row. They went down there. They took them apart. Uh, they took Tampa apart last week. They go into Seattle in a short week. They take, you know, Seattle apart. Um, they're Like, I remember just talking to Fred Warner last week before the Tampa Bay Buccaneer game. And I said, Fred, is this it? Like, have you got like, you know, the uh, the, the the bad games? Of it? Is it out of your system? He's like, we're ready to rip this thing apart. Like, it, we're we're ready for a tear. And you know, like their defensive front was all over Seattle yesterday. Like, really, Geno didn't have a chance. Um, you know, Nick is now four straight games the sack. Like, his numbers are climbing, but so is Javon Hargrave. You know, so is Eric Armstead. Like, they're getting after it on the front. But offensively right now, I mean, you know, you, I mean, look, we just said Dak has to be in the running for an MVP. But so does Brock Purdy. Like, I know he, he threw the interception yesterday to Jordan Brooks. It sailed a little bit on him going over the middle to, to Kittle. But he, they they attacked the middle of the field better than any team in football. And you're going to get some of those throws. But they overcame that right away. Um, they, The way that they attack offensively right now, the way the quarterback is playing, like he's special. He's really special. And that team is clicking. Like, you, you, when you say the teams are separating, I mean, we saw two teams that just separated themselves from just about everybody in both conferences yesterday when you looked, you know, at the 49ers and what they did and then, you know, of course, what Dallas did. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because yesterday was really a celebration of the NFC and a look at the NFC. And, you know, so you had – the three contenders, there's four contenders. Eagles, obviously, they're off. They have Buffalo on Sunday. We'll talk about that coming up. But you look at the other three contenders, and Dallas, San Francisco showed you they're real, and the Lions showed you maybe they're not ready to, to be in that grouping. Well, you know, it's a 17 format for each conference, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be like this now. Like, there's not seven good play. There's not seven playoff teams, cuz. Like you could play these first rounds, this wild card round. Like these teams that really don't look like they belong will look like they don't belong when they play in January. You know, you think back a couple of years ago when Tampa won a Super Bowl and they played the Eagles in that playoff game. The Eagles got in there, they were nine and eight. They didn't belong, you know, and Tampa just wiped them up. And so I, I feel like, you know, if if Dallas or San Francisco or Philly, we'll see how this thing plays out. If they get a, a playoff round in the first round against Detroit or Minnesota or, you know, somebody from the South, like I don't think those teams are going to hang around very long. These teams look like they know how to take care of business. Yeah, they do. They really do. All right. Uh, now let's get into 
Sunday. We'll look ahead. That's next. All right. Uh, let's dive into Sunday. Yeah. And uh, take a look at some of the games. Uh, some interesting ones. We, we talk about the Steelers and the Bengals. Steelers, obviously, new OC, new direction. Mike Sullivan will call the plays for the Steelers. No Matt Canada at Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. This is a big game in the AFC. It's huge because if the Bengals take another loss, you can basically write them off. Now they're going to go with Jake Brown. Steelers just lost a, a game in Cleveland where Dorian Thompson Robinson came down, final drive, go and kick the winning field goal. But, you know, if Pittsburgh's, you know, they're very much alive. They're six and four. But if Pittsburgh's going to make a play right now to get to the playoffs, Mike Tomlin made the move this week. He's like, okay, we got to get this thing fixed on offense. We know defensively we can stay in any of these games, but offensively we got to be better. We can't just wait for a miracle in the fourth quarter the way they have in certain games. Like they got to start scoring points and taking the ball down, opening drives and scored. So look, they make the change. We'll see if it's a difference. I don't know how much different it's going to be. I don't know what their identity is right now. I know this Jalen Warren is their biggest star in offense. So maybe starting Jalen Warren or getting him more than nine touches that he had a week ago. Like there's certain getting the ball to George Pickens in the middle of the field and called plays for him. Like something, I'm looking for some change. Not just a, a de facto change of coordinator, but a real change in the design of the offense. Yeah, I, I listen, I, I need to see something more out of Pickett. You know, that that's something that we've been talking about. You know, it's all well and good to get Warren in the game and to get more hand start. I agree with you when it comes to Pickens. And, you know, Deontay Johnson and, and Pickett got on the on the same page. But it all goes back to Pickett. The whole offense. In this league, your quarterback is going to set the tone for your offense. That's well, you got to be accurate. You, you got to be accurate. You got to stay on the field on third downs. And so there's been miscommunication between the quarterback and receivers in, in, in key situations. But going back to week, week one, when they got just trounced by San Francisco, like – they weren't able to stay on the field cause because they weren't accurate on third downs. So the quarterback has to be better. He's got to throw for a higher percentage. Uh, everybody wants to like Kenny Pickett, but it's all about production. You know, it's all about producing. And so can he make the jump into whatever that next level is? And maybe the new offensive coordinator and the new design will help him do that. All right. I'm going to tell you, to me, the game of the day, other than Bill's Eagles, which we'll talk about and actually have a couple of the old friends on to discuss. Yes. But it, I can't wait for this game. It is the battle of the, believe it or not, AFC South, Jacksonville and Houston. Trevor Lawrence, oh my, against the Rock, right? Against the uh, C.J. Stroud. Rookie of the year. I cannot wait for this game. Shining both young stud quarterbacks. So, you know, as a guy that, you know, is an analyst every Sunday and does these games, TV or radio, whatever, like when you get great quarterback play, like our job is easy. We just get out of the way. We let these quarterbacks battle. Um, and so I kind of feel like that's what this is setting up to be, like a real quarterback duo. And let's be honest. Um we need better, we need more young stud quarterbacks in this business. So we get a chance right here. Maybe these two will battle for the next 10 years together, twice a year in the division and battle it out for, you know, division supremacy. But C.J. Stroud right now, outside of he did throw the three interceptions in the red zone in his last outing, but they were able to overcome it because defensively Houston's made a lot of strides. I, I'm with you because I think this is going to be a great game. I, I can't, I don't know which side it's going to go to at this point. All I know is D'Amico Ryans has this team like this and believing in themselves right now. And I'm sure Doug Peterson feels the same way about Jacksonville. Yeah, and, and look, listen, that Jacksonville offense is really clicking. I mean, you saw it last week. Kirk, Ridley, both go wild. Etienne, right? I mean, they are that, – that's a terrific offense. Ingram, tight end. And then, you know, and then Houston just has been going up and down the field every week. So I, I'm curious just to watch both offenses. I, I want to see lots of breakdowns. We got to geek out 
in the film room on Monday over this game? Well, this Tank Dell is uh, something else. I mean, I talked to guys that analyzed the draft after this last week where Tank Dell went off again. And I said, like, what did you see? They said, well, he went to the Senior Bowl, and nobody could cover him in the Senior Bowl. Nobody. The whole week. And, and that's kind of what he was at Dana Holgerson's offense at Houston. And right now, it doesn't seem like anybody could cover him in the NFL either. And, and you know, he's, he's five foot nine. And he's winning on the outside. He's winning inside. He's winning with double moves. He's getting behind defenses. Let's just see if Jacksonville has a plan for Tank Dell. Because if they don't throw to him, it's going to go to Dalton Schultz. It's going to go to Nico Collins. You know, they're finding targets to go to right now. Yeah. And it's Singletary running the football. I mean, they, the offense, that offense is is very impressive. Two weeks in a row, Motor Singletary. Because yeah. Damian Pierce never looked like Damian Pierce so far this year that he looked like last year. And But Motor Singletary has really stepped it up in the last two weeks. Yeah. All right. Those are uh, two monster games in the AFC. Interesting game in the NFC South. The Saints and the Falcons – uh, Saints still in it, five and five. Atlanta four and six. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of the Saints. The, I mean, to be honest with you, there are times when I go, all right, they they don't look bad, and there are other times when I look at them and I just don't really like them. Well, because the offense just has never been all that productive. They they can't run the ball. They've had problems in the offensive line. Kamara doesn't look like Kamara that we are used to seeing. Derek Carr has had a bad shoulder off and on all season long. We'll see if he goes. Um, defensively, they've been very good, and then all of a sudden they'll just throw a stinker like they did against the Houston Texans. Atlanta, I mean, I said this kind of in jest six weeks ago. I said, well, if you just took Tom Brady out of retirement, you put him in Atlanta, they'd be the favorite in the NFC to win the Super Bowl. Because I feel like they're playing without a quarterback. And I, and I, I feel like the talent is there. They can't put it together. And so I think this game, because I don't know who's the favorite right now. We know Carolina's not in it, but there is a three-team race between Tampa, um, you know, and and Atlanta, New Orleans right now in Atlanta. So somebody's got to win the division. It might be a, a team with the losing record. You might see an 8-9 team win that division, but somebody's going to win it. And so I feel like the loser of this game kind of bounces themselves out. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, next one, I, I you know, it, it's funny because you, you look at Giants and Patriots and you go, oh, man, the great games that these two teams have played in the past. <laughs> well, that won't be on Sunday. As uh, two teams buried, man, it's amazing. The Patriots and the Giants both buried. And it's more of a game of symbolism. I think, on Sunday. Well, there was a time, you know, when the Giants stopped the Patriots from perfection. You know, 18-0 going for the Super Bowl. And, you know, Michael Strahan and the defensive front, you know, got after Brady that day. That was a long, long time ago. But I guess it's uh, 15, 16 years ago. But anyways, I mean, both teams searching for good quarterback play. The Patriots, I don't know if Mac Jones is going. I, you know, I don't know what their answer is at quarterback. They're, they're just – Hard to watch because the, the, the offense doesn't look like um, the way that you have to play the offense in, in you know, in 2023. Like they don't have receivers that can separate. They don't have a quarterback to, that can elevate the team around them. They have to play a certain style just to stay on the field. And it's very conservative. You know, and then the Giants exploded last week with Tommy DeVito. You know, he played a really good game against Washington. And so now you say, okay. I saw some good game planning. Saquon had a great game. You know, can they somehow, you know, say, figure this out again and put back-to-back, -back, you know, good offenses together? Um, I think both defenses are, are pretty good. They're not great. But, you know, can who's going to get the best quarterback play? I think on Sunday might, you know, I mean, it's cliche, but who whoever has the best quarterback play probably wins this game. Yeah. No, no, I feel you. Hey, uh, a couple other games to look at. The Chiefs go to Vegas, uh, coming off the loss on Monday night. Any any concerns here with Kansas City after you know you got to get tra you know, Travis Kelsey has not looked himself. All of a sudden, all the Taylor Swift stuff's coming out, 
and the bye week thing. What, what do the Chiefs need to do to kind of feel good about themselves? Well, they need to win a game. And look, the, the Raiders had won two in a row. They go to Miami last week. They play very good defensively. They give up one big play to Tyreek. But other than that, um, they really corralled the Miami offense. They need another defensive performance like that. Uh, they have defended Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs team pretty good in a lot of games over the years. Uh, it, it's just really a question of can Aiden O'Connell you know, not make critical mistakes right now against a really good Chiefs defense. We know that they're going to try to run the ball with Josh Jacobs to some level of success. And then it's a question of, can you get the ball to Devontae and Jacoby and some of the guys for some big plays? And you know, the Chiefs have limited a lot of that stuff. They give up the one big play to Devontae Smith on Monday night. But other than that, they defended, you know, the Eagles really well. And so I think it's, Look, the rookie quarterback knows where to go with the ball. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but can you limit the mistakes that he makes? And the Chiefs will send corner cat blitzes and all kinds of Spagnola pressures. How does he handle those pressures? And can he limit the mistakes yet still make a couple of big plays in the air? Yeah, I, I, I and I got to tell you, I, I'm really interested in the Chiefs' offense. Like, all those drops Monday night, I mean, that, that really – that's going to be the story going forward because Mahomes played his ass off. Mahomes played yeah. great, other than one throw. Well, they I might mean, not be good enough at that position right now. You know, yeah, just, if yeah. Kelsey doesn't kill you, they might not be good enough with Justin Watson and Marcus Valdez-Scantling and, you know, Sky Moore. They might not just be good enough um, offensively right now. You might need – what about – I, I kind of like Racy Rice. I, I like to see maybe see Andy try to get him on the field more. Well, I mean, he's a guy that has stepped up and has got some touchdowns right now and looks like he could be a real key contributor. He developed a you know relationship with Mahomes even before the draft. Uh, those guys were thrown together down in Dallas. He went to SMU. Mahomes lives in Dallas in the offseason. Like, they they built up a relationship. Now can they make that work game day, you know, um, you know under, you know, real Sunday competition? All right, uh, let's go to Denver, where the Browns at seven and three, still hoping, still alive. Right, no Deshaun Watson. Let's see if the Browns in Denver. Denver has rescued the its season. Sean Payton has uh, has rescued the season. They look, they look so much better. This is an interesting game. This is a tough game for Cleveland. Who needs to win to stay, you know, to, to keep pace in the NFC in the AFC North? I think it's gonna be a tough game for Cleveland. Because yeah. I think the way Denver and what Sean Payton is doing is this offense doesn't look anything like he ran with Drew Brees and in New Orleans for 16 years. He's he knows his defense is playing good football. They've taken the ball away 12 times in their four-game win streak right now. They're getting a lot of extra at bats. It's coming in a lot of different ways. He knows defensively they probably can keep Cleveland, you know, under 15 points. So then it's a question, okay, how do you score 15 against a great defense? Look, I mean, Russell Wilson's not turning the ball over. They'll use three running backs. Samaj P. Ryan, the screen game. Like, they'll, they'll find ways to manufacture yards. Uh, and, I, and I feel like, you know, it could be 16-14, 16-13. I, I feel like it's going to be a nail-biter. But I trust Russell Wilson right now. If you got to come down the stretch and put a couple plays together to go win a football game, maybe kick a winning field goal, like he's proven that he can do that. Um, it's not putting up humongous numbers, but he's not. He's taking care of the football and up front they're protecting well enough. Like Sean knows he's got to like protect and and really limit Miles Garrett, and so he knows from a protection standpoint this is what we got to do. And he knows how to do that. I, I like Denver to get their fifth win in a row and get back, just really get into a playoff race right now. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, here's the deal. We are now joined by two of our favorite people. Hassan Reddick, Eagles, Deion Dawkins, Bills, going up against each other Sunday, licking financial field. I just want to let you guys know that Baldy and I are so proud of you guys. Like, 
we just we admire you. We're proud of of the people you are. Like you're both incredible players, but man, you just just great great people, man. And that's what's most important, and why we're most proud of you. Well, shit, I appreciate the hell out of both of y'all too. Yeah, no, nah, we appreciate that most definitely. You know, yeah, coming from yeah. Temple, man, is you know how you know, n- not much, not much recognition and, and and things of that sort. So you know, for us to be here, uh, making our way, you know, in the NFL, man, it's just a it's a it's a blessing overall. Um, because I don't think anybody could have could have seen it happen like this, you know. So it's just I been a little bit. Yeah. Man, I was I was I was telling. So I like I just got off of uh of an interview and I was like, bro, like if you would have just had just a glimpse of what we went through at Temple, like, like, like people will never really understand. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to gas it cause I'm not gassing it. And I don't want to make it just seem like that. Oh, you guys are just in another tough pro like, bro, our program that we were in with coach rule and the rebirth of Temple. It was like, like I'm talking about, it was like barbed wire every single day. Like I'm talking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> every every drill, every workout, everything, it was like, bro, walking to class, but like being paranoid of not having a gallon in your hand, like, <laughs> like, like people would never understand. But thankful is really what it is. And both of y'all, like uh, I want to say, like from being an old lineman, like Hassan, like he could go out there Sunday and have 10 sacks, right? Boom everybody's going to say everything, right? I can have the best game and do one wrong thing and it'll be crazy. So, so, so I want to thank y'all for, you know, posting me and, and supporting me. Cause all that stuff matters, yo. All that stuff matters. And I, I appreciate it. I really do. So Doc and Hassan, you know, we, we wanted to do this today because I feel like we've all kind of went through your journey together. Like we right. were following you with Matt, you know, Temple and, you mentioned Temple and all that stuff. And here you are Sunday going to go up against each other. Right. And really all we wanted was to celebrate what you two have accomplished so far. And the fact that you're going to meet, you know, at Lincoln Financial Field. Like this has been a seven year run. Right. You guys at Temple going through the draft, all the stuff they said about you, Doc. You can't play tackle. You're going to be a guard. And all you've done is line up the left tackle and protect the backside of that animal that plays quarterback for you. You know, right. for the last six years. So, anyways, that's what what we we me and Cuz put this thing together for, really to celebrate what you two have accomplished. Mm-hmm. All right, like we said, man, really, you know, thankful, thankful. You know, even that's an understatement. Um, because there's very few, very, very few. You know, like Doc was saying, that knows what we what we went through as far you know as far, with the transition, uh, the re- the rebuild, and you know getting you know trying to get Temple from where it was to where you know where we ended at uh, when we were there, and like you said, to be here now, um, and for us to you know finally be ready to play each other and meet and back up in the link where we both played college ball. Um, you know, right across the water from where we both from, from Jersey, man, it, it, it's just amazing, man. And I, I, I love to see it. And I, I love to see us Jersey guys ball, uh, us Temple kids come out and, and ball and get the recognition that we deserve, um, you know, because we, we come from a smaller school, but we work hard and, and, and we go out there and we compete just like the best of them and the rest of them. You know, you guys – one of the part of the accomplishment is you guys make Temple football big time. When you remember college game day, Saturday night, Notre Dame, I mean, it's unbelievable. We were lit. I don't care what nobody said. There ain't nothing (laughs) humble. There ain't nothing humble to be said about it, Mm -hmm. but we put on what we were supposed to put on. We were a product of our environment and we let whoever we played felt that. I'm talking about from play one to play none. It was it was it was gritty. I was trying to bury every player that played uh, against me. Hassan was trying to embarrass every player that lined up against him, and that's how Coach Rule had us, and that's how we still got it now. We got that dog. We play the kill, and there ain't no nice guy with it. And that college game day, I'm telling you, in Philly at the link, selling out that stadium, it was it it was the most beautiful thing like I have ever seen. And also, people don't even know, right? Like, but like, we had like highlight tapes. 
I still remember like vividly the music that was played in the pre-video that coach played to pump us up. I remember the whole thing. Like, and then the Penn State game, like when they had, man, it was, it was, it was incredible. No, they, they, they still got a photo in the Temple football facility, that aerial photo, when it was sold out against Notre Dame that night. And you were the show across the country. Like that visual photo of that, I still stare at that photo going, nobody would ever believe that Temple sold out a stadium like this. It was Halloween, Bull. It was Halloween, yeah. and it was bigger than the Eagles. Like the, the Temple football beat the Eagles. It was unbelievable. They was talking about us more than they was talking about, yeah. sorry yeah. to say, but the birds at the time. And when you look at it, we just had there's so many firsts that had hadn't been done. You know, we we yeah. like you said, selling out, uh, at selling out the link. We did that a few times. We did that with the um that um with the college game day game against Notre Dame. We did it against Penn State. Uh, but bring, bringing college game day to Philly, that was the first. first. You know what I'm saying? That was the first. Um, even from doing things like winning championships, back-to-back bowls, or back-to-back, you know, we just did a lot of first. We created a lot of memories. Um, We reached a lot of milestones and and, and goals together. Uh, And we were really uh, very intricate parts of, you know, what happened there. So a lot of pride behind uh, the things that we we were able to help Temple do. Proud. Nothing but proud, man. And tough, right? Temple tough. I remember Matt, Talking to Matt about me, he was like, I just want to be like Philadelphia. Because he loved Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he he wanted like he wanted to build a team that had what we have. You know, all Baldy might as well be in Philadelphia because he's he's been here forever. The three of us were born and raised in this area, mm-hmm. right? Like there's there's just there's something about it, like the fabric of this town. And that's what your whole team embodied. Yeah. You, you know, we 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 took the approach. We took the approach that man. We we we're underdogs, and even though we're underdogs, we we going we gonna come out here and show you differently. At the end of the day, you know, like like Doc said earlier, we don't care who you line up in front of us. We no. we we we, we coming to play. We coming to kill. You know, <laughs> and, and that's what it was. And we had and you know, and it wasn't just us. You know, we had a bunch of dogs around us, man. The yeah, whole team. A, a bunch of guys that's still in the league now. You you know, talking about Tyler Medikevich, that's uh that that that's in Buffalo with dogs. Okay. You know, we just had we had a bunch of PJ, PJ, right? PJ, man. You know, the quarterback and that whole thing. You know, just a a a, a lot of dogs, man, and. Bill Snow dialing up those pressures against Penn State, Hassan. Yeah, like I, I mean, they didn't know what to do that day. I think you sacked the quarterback ten times that day. Sack and bird is what we ten call them. Sack and bird. You want the truth? Yeah, that's the truth. We was calling it sack and bird. Yeah, Hassan. Yeah. That's funny though. Nate, What's funny Nate to me right said. now, Doc? Yeah. What, what's funny to me is both you guys vividly remember. These things at Temple, like the pregame speech, the music, the mm-hmm. day, like it's this is seven, eight years ago, and mm-hmm. you still can recall like these moments in your time at Temple. Hundred percent. The walk in, the walk in to the pep rallies, to, 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 to not fully vividly, but even like the guys that missed breakfast check, and we had to, and and we had to do punishments because of them. Guys that got like guys that made it harder because of their selfish choices. Like I remember each and every individual. So like that's that's like that's just what it is, man. And 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 I'm pretty sure that Hassan has an owl tattooed on him, just like how I have, <laughs> just like how I have an owl tatted on me. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 real. I mean, when it come when it really come down to it. Man, a lot of things. We've been through a lot of things together. And when you go through things with people, you know, that's what that's what builds that connection. That's what builds yeah. those memories. That's what builds the friendships. You know, like you said, we can recall things that was seven years ago. You know, I, I remember even things that went on in our junior eight, eight years. ago. We, we can recall those things because it was it was hard times and we faced them together. You know, so it it, it builds it builds lifelong friendships. It builds memories. You know, at the end of the day, um, and 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 we're continuing our success at the end of the day. We're, you know, we're- what I asked Robbie Anderson one time, Hassan. I said, 
After you leave Matt Rule's program, is there any NFL practice that's going to be harder than what you guys went through every day at Temple? He said, ain't nothing we're doing harder than what we did. And not even a workout in the weight room. Like, practice is practice. Weight room, like, we are still looking for that in the offseason now. Like, what? Well, we ain't – this ain't nothing. Like, all right, and we're done? All right, cool. You know? <laughs> like, cool. Literally – Go ahead, go ahead. You got it. No, I want you to go. No, God, I want you to go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. Well, I the reason why I'm going to ask you is, you know, it's it's beautiful. Like I, I, you talk about how close you guys are, and you know, when we were putting this thing together, and the four of us are on a text chain, and you guys were talking about exchanging jerseys, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love that, man. I just think like that's that's beautiful. Like the fact that where you guys are right now. And you're like, oh, we gotta do a jersey exchange, man. That's that's people should know about that. Yeah. No. Uh. Um, go ahead, dog. You you can tell them how. Yeah. It's, it's 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 like it's more than than just a jersey exchange, and and we weren't even like talking about the field because we already know, and that's the mandatory. But but the respect of even walking into the game with your opposite team's jersey on, like. Like, but like that just shows for for whoever wants to really look at what's going on, that it's not just oh they went to school together and they're taking a picture oh you here and take a jersey nah, like this is like all right like dog like like I got you with me bro like yeah. like like this is what it is this is what we're showing the world that that not that it's bigger than ball but it's bigger than football like it's bigger yeah. than what it is like this league. And to give the shine to this league is, is this is what it does. Like it, it brings men together as a brotherhood, as mm-hmm. brothers. Longer than this football thing will, whatever. Like it goes and it will go. Like your family, like your family sees it. Your mm-hmm. nephews, your kids, the people that look up to you see it. Like all right, like, like this is this is okay. Like like this is, this is, respect at the highest level. And that's what it is. Like I talk to Haas, see him in the offseason. Like he takes the time to to still be in my life as well as I take the time to be in his. Like it's not just a jersey and an Instagram post. Like yeah. like it's way more than than what anybody would ever know. And we don't really care if they know, but they gonna see it and they gonna respect it either way. Yeah. No, it it, it, it like like Doc said, it, it extends far beyond football. Um you know, when, when you get to make relationships and connections and, you know, you have people that you can call your brother. Like you said, we still make time. You know, we link up in the off season here and there. Um, you know, we check out, man, I know, I know Doc mom. He knows my mom, you know, that, 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 that type of thing. You know, we, we Jersey kids, you feel me? So it's, it's, it's about, you know, sticking together. Um, and at the end of the day, just the relationship we have, uh, you know, because once football over, we'll still be talking to each other. We'll still be right. seeing each other. You know, we'll we'll still be around each other. Um, at the end of the day. What what, what was uh, what's it going to be like someday? You know, you guys went best in the NFC with the Eagles, Bills. You guys on top of the AFC type of thing. Like to see you guys together playing against each other on such you know. Big stage, Jim Nance, Romo, it's that kind of deal. Oh, well, I'm going to just set it for and what it is now, right? Hassan understands his job. There ain't there ain't nothing left to be said, right? Hassan is put there to go and get the quarterback. I'm put there to protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't expect nothing less. There ain't, no, there ain't nobody. There ain't, like, there ain't none of that. And 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 that's how much and respect that we both have. That look like, but and I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I there ain't no cheap stuff. There ain't none of that weird stuff. It's pure ball at its finest, man. You bring your best stuff. I'm bring my best best stuff. May the best people win. Do your thing. Do what you're put there to do. Show why you're Hassan Reddick, and we will show us why we're the Buffalo Bills. I will show why I am Deion Dawkins, and. There ain't nothing more or and nothing less. We play this game to win. He's on his team to help them win. 
and I'm for sure on mine to help mine win. And I that's think, what it is. And to that point, you know, this ain't even, you know, it's always been iron sharp and iron, you know, and not, not just a cliche quote. Yeah. It's always been iron sharp and iron. And I think even that's what's been able to get us to this point, you know, us going against each other in practice at Temple, right. him making me better, me making him better. You know, it, 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 it's always been that way. And I think that's another reason why the connection is so good because we've, 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 we've pushed each other to, to, to get to this point. You feel me? Me yeah. being the best pass rusher on the team at Temple, him being our best offensive lineman, you know, we're, we're, we're going against each other and we pushed each other and now we're both in the league both being successful and we get to play each other again in the league. And it's nothing, like you said, it's nothing different. Us going out there and Titans clashing, you know, that's what it is. Titans going to clash. We're going to play hard. I know Doc going to bring his stuff. You know, I know, I know his mentality. I know he's going to bring it, you know, my mentality. I'm going to bring it, you know, we going like, you know, it's still, we, we, even though we against each other and we going out there, we're going to play hard. We're going to play physical. We're going to be violent. We're going to go out there to kill, you know, the game over. Still going, you know, dap each other up, proud of each other, wish each other the best because that's what it is, man. It's it's it's, it's ball, but it's bigger than that. It's so much more than that. Well, guys, we just wanted to put a spotlight on you before Sunday's game. So I know you know the, the schedule is it's it's tough. We we're so happy that you made time for this because I think this is going to be really valuable for everybody out there, for everybody that's going to get a chance to watch this and see this to see the connection and the brotherhood that you guys have developed that you're going to carry with you, not just through your NFL careers, through your entire lives. Right. Like, I think that's a cool thing that I don't know if people really understand how real that is, but you guys have explained it really well today. Yeah, it's nothing but love, man. Not, nothing but love, you know, and just two guys trying trying to get it all and be the best at what they do and, and, and pushing each other to do it, you know, at the end of the day. That's how I look at it. Um, yeah. But you know. real quick, I, this guy's um, Dan. I'll ask you first, just the state of your teams. Uh, yeah, good, real good game last week. You kind of, you know, felt like you guys were, you know, kind of getting back. How's things uh, with, with the squad right now? Great. You know, we coming here. We practice. The guys are in good spirits. We're celebrating. We're we're around each other. We're we're continuing to grow as brothers and as teammates. And uh, not that that has been missed and before, but time goes and you kind of sometimes take certain things for granted, but we didn't put a chokehold on it and, and we feel like us, you know, Josh is confident. We go as far as Josh goes and, and we rally behind him. 17 is, is our guy and we support him. And we're here to give them nothing but but positivity, and I'm here to give them not, nothing but but snow. That's awesome, son. Nine and one for the second consecutive year Great. to start out. I mean, what a what an incredible feat! Mm -hmm. And you know, to go in and revenge. What what did Monday night mean? Uh, and you guys played so well. Kept you know you kept everybody in the game. I mean, until the offense comes up. What did that mean Monday night? Uh, my, it, meant, it meant to, you know, not to make it more than what people, you know, were making it, but man, it meant a lot, you know, coming back, facing a team that you just lost to the suit, lost to in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we wanted to go out there. We wanted to make a, we wanted to make a point, you know, we wanted to make a stand, uh, especially knowing that we had the bills coming in next week. Uh, another, another great offense. Um, you know, we, we we wanted to make a point that we 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 not backing down from nobody. Nobody, we're here to play ball, and you know we 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 gonna come out and we gonna give you everything that we got for four quarters. You know, you look at it. Has the games been pretty? Hell no. Nah. But we've been finding a way. We've been sticking with each other. We've been rallying, and we've been doing what we need to do at the end of the day, so that way we can get the dubs, man. So morale is high. high. Momentum is high right now. Um. You know, like you said, we got the best record in football, feeling good about it. But, hey, it's time to go back out there again on Sunday and do it again, prove it again, um, you know, and, and, and continue to make our stamp on the league. 
Well, I got to just tell you guys, I mean, first, again, like Baldy said, we're just real proud of you. And, you know, it's going to be great just to see both you guys play on Sunday. Uh, it's just a gift. And it's a gift to Temple. It's a gift to the area of South Jersey and the NFL, man. It's just a, it's an awesome story. So, guys, thank you for uh, for being on. Thanks, guys. Uh, no I'll see you out there on the field Sunday. I'll be there Sunday. All right. So we'll, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Man. Sunday. Always right. appreciate it. Much love, fellas. Right, Much man. love. Thanks, fellas. Yep. All right. Thanks to the guys. All right. Thanks to the guys. Baldy, that was that was so much fun to visit. Yeah. You know, remember those guys were with us back in the meat locker days, uh, hanging out with us. Uh, we, we really seven years ago, cuz seven years ago they were hanging out with us, and here they are, both with tremendous success, uh, team success. Uh, you know. Top of the top of their position ranks in the NFL. It's really remarkable to see the development and the continued development that both show. Yeah, man. And, and you know, there's only one person that wishes he was probably with us, but he's uh, playing against Iowa right now. Is Matt Rule? Yep. So uh, Matt is uh, in Nebraska, Iowa, Black Friday. That's where he's at today. Or else we would have had him on with us. So. Let's talk about the game because this is an incredible interconference game. You know, tough spot. I mean, the Eagles, man, in the teeth of just a nasty stretch, but yet they keep winning. They win Monday night. We talked about it. Chiefs controlled the first half of the game, really a lot of the game, before the Eagles come back and win, go 9-1, and one, like we told the son, second straight year. So the Eagles playing great football. Bills needed that one last week. They had to get it. They got it. Now they're looking for some kind of fluidity on offense, new OC, right? So what, what are you thinking, kind of analyzing kind of the matchups in this one? Well, I like the Eagles to win. I mean, I just think they're a better team in the trenches than Buffalo is right now. Um, I would think that A.J. Brown, after not really much of an impact on Monday night, gets busy against the secondary right now. You'll see Rasul Douglas starting for Buffalo out there. We know Rasul from his time in Philadelphia. He was drafted by the Eagles. Um, but, you know, he's a zone corner. He's a, he's a big zone corner. He's had, he had two interceptions last week. He helps that secondary. But I, I think A.J. Brown is going to get deep against this, this group right now. And I think the Eagles up front protect well enough with Lane and Malata and Kelsey in the middle against their edge, whether it's Rousseau or Von Miller to take their shots down the field. And then it's a question of, okay, like I think the Eagles are going to have success in offense. Like they go, Buffalo goes as, as far as Josh Allen takes him. He can be the best talent in the league at that position, but he also can turn the ball over a bunch. Here's the thing and I don't so, know about. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, I think Stephon Diggs can have success and Gabriel Davis, I think they can have success. I just don't think they're built – Good enough to beat the Eagles. The Eagles up front, um, especially Jalen Carter and Hassan Reddick, like those guys are a handful right now for any offense line in this league. Like they get you, you know, Josh Allen moving and on the run, there could be some great plays that you can make from it, and there can be some takeaways that you can take from it. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. You know what's weird about that Bills offense is I thought Gabe Davis was a, a Good number two. You remember the playoff game? What do you have, like three touchdown catches? And I just – I don't understand why they struggle so much. You know, Shakur had a good game last week. So, you know, and I agree with you. I think this is a Diggs game uh, all the way. But what, what what's the problem? Well, I think that's – you know, when they run into trouble, cuz they run into trouble up front and they get beat on their offensive line like they did in the playoff game against Cincinnati – last year, like they did against Cincinnati this year. And if Josh Allen feels pressure, like he's not staying in the pocket and avoiding pressure, like he's leaving the pocket. When you leave the pocket, whatever was designed on rhythm to Gabe Davis or to Shakir or Diggs or Dalton Kincaid, like now it's scramble drill time. And that happens too frequently, I think, in this offense right now. And, you know, look, they need to run the ball better. They run the ball with behind actually Dion. He's done a great job of some tackle traps. They, they found a run that they're really good at the last couple of weeks, and they run the ball better. We'll see if they could do that against Fletcher and Jalen Carter and 
Milt Williams, some of the guys inside for this Eagles defense. Yeah, I, I look, the one thing I guess the element is they still need another real speed guy on the other side. That's not game day. Somebody faster probably is probably what they need. I like Dalton Kincaid, what he's done. I, I think, you know, he gives them a good element of tight end. Well, I mean, look, they're not blocking tight ends, so they got to do some things in the run game to kind of compensate for that uh, and to get and work around. They're old school. I, I bring up the Dalton Kincaid as a, I like him. You go, yeah, but you know what? He's not a blocking tight end. You gotta, yeah, well, <laughs> there's not many, you know, there's, there's not many of those guys left in this league, a true Y that can handle the responsibilities. But, you know, he's got his role. He's got his role. He's a good receiver, you know, and the, the rookie is, you know, he's, he's, Look, they lost Dawson Knox, you know, so Kikeda stepped up, you know, and Reggie Gilliam, you know, they, they, they cobbled a position together with different guys. All right, and now uh, the final game, Sunday Nighter, is an interesting one. It's the Ravens and the Chargers. Baltimore, of course, no Mark Andrews. I, I think that's one of the biggest uh, or the most underplayed injury. It was a big week of injuries we talked about, obviously – with Burrow and Deshaun Watson and all those injuries going down. But losing Mark Andrews is a big deal for that Ravens offense. It is. But, you know, as soon as Mark Andrews went down the first quarter of the last game, like they, the ball went to the wide receivers, went to Odell Beckham, went to Zay Flowers. Um, Isaiah Likely, the backup tight end, got a few. But it went to Rashad Bateman on a scramble drill for a touchdown, got his first touchdown of the year. Like, I think – this offense is going to be okay. Like, I, I almost feel like they got to get the ball to the wide receivers. And I know Odell Beckham has, is a lot healthier than he was to start the season. He had a, like a nagging ankle injury. He's all the way back. This Chargers team is a mess, cuz. Like, you know, defensively, the Ravens are really good. And so, um, they you don't know what they're doing until the ball is snapped. So, it is difficult to read the blitzes, the matchup zones, some of the things that they like to do defensively. There's a reason why they're the best defense in the league. I think the Chargers have their work cut out for them. They have to play their best game of the year by far to beat this Ravens team on Monday night out there at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, I, you know, you're right. And that, that, that defense has been just terrible. Terrible. I got to think, though, man, it, there's always that one game. And like you said, Sunday night, it's L.A., it's – you know, it, it's the, it's their biggest game of the of the year. They have to win. It's almost like that. But it, 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 I can't wait to watch it. I, I think it's going to be a good one. But but you're right. Otherwise, it's San Francisco against Seattle, and San Francisco going all up and down the field like they do. Yeah. Well, we'll see if the if I mean it's got to be more than Justin Herbert. Like they haven't been able to run the ball. They don't tackle well. They break down the secondary. These things have to stop. Um, if you see Baltimore go in there and blow and, and you know, like take care of business, like Brandon Staley is going to be the next coach on the hot yeah. seat. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just going to get really hot and, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, this, this is a talented team that isn't playing well. Keenan Allen's their go-to guy. We haven't seen enough from Quinton Johnston, you know, to, to warrant a first round pick so far. It's early as a rookie, but we need to see more from him. You know, especially with Mike Williams down. So, uh, but I think I like the way Baltimore is playing, and I expect him to go in there and take care of business. All right. Well, guess what? You're, you're taking care of business. Did you have the, the – are you doing a turkey? Because I think you worked all day yesterday. I, I, I went, you, you I went out for my turkey. I went to a party to have my turkey because, like, I didn't do any – there was nothing in this kitchen that looked like there was any cooking going on. So, I got out of the house and – I went to a place where it was rocking. It was a good time. So you have uh, do you have any no leftovers? I got a whole refrigerator. I, I mean, I was like, you know, exactly what Hassan was doing. Like I, I got a whole refrigerator full of them. I took oh, it all good. back. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. I got my lasagna that I'm going to heat up a little bit. I, 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 I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> all right, brother. Listen. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll be back Monday. You will be in Philadelphia. I'll be in Philly. Bill Philly watches on and Dion go at it. Um, you know, uh, national radio call and Compass Media Networks. 
I'm looking forward to being uh, – that's a late game, national game. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Cannot wait for it. All right. Listen, brother, enjoy the weekend. Safe travels for Baldy. I'm Cuz. Everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy the football on Sunday. We'll see you on Monday to talk about it. We all silly like the mayor.